let's warm up. That was kind of a long first segment of, of, the, of the service, so let's, let's roll our shoulders, crack our necks, slap our cheeks, um, glare at somebody next to you, make sure they're awake. And I want you to think of something that you do daily that has a tiny bit of emotional quality to it. So think about getting out of bed. How many, for how many of you does getting out of bed have a little emotional quality to it? You know what I'm talking about? Get out of bed or maybe greeting your family in the morning if you live with family or a house if you live in a community house or with roommates or something like that. It has a little emotional quality to it. Think about entering your workplace maybe, you know, at the beginning of the day or, or leaving it. I don't care. There's something that has a little emotional quality to it, maybe interacting with a client or students or something like that. Just take eight seconds and think of something. Everybody got something? Okay, now imagine how you normally do it. Should be easy. Now imagine doing that same thing with tremendous confidence. Whatever that means. Did your image change? This is kind of an experiment. I'm not really sure what you thought of, so I don't know. Imagine getting out of bed with great confidence or something like that. Did, did, did it change? How many? So like, oh, yeah, that feels a little different. Anyone? All right. Uh, imagine, let's shift gears. N new question. Imagine something you're bad at, something that you're just not very good at. Preaching. Um, something else here. Got it? Now, in contrast, imagine something you're good at, you're pretty good at. You do fairly well. Can you think of something? Everybody got something? All right. Now, imagine doing that thing you're good at with great confidence. Feel different? Imagine doing that thing you're bad at with great confidence. That change anything? <laughs> now you get to be thoroughly bad at it. Well, we've been talking about faith, and I think Kat has exemplified the problem. Those are warm-up questions, right? It, those are meditative questions. I, you know, I don't know exactly what you came up with. Thanks, bud. But what I want to talk about today is, is the spirit of confidence and how it changes things. And just to kind of get us warmed up, to kind of feel the vibe of confidence, that's spirit of confidence, breath of confidence, vibe of confidence. I want, I want you to think about what it means for you to be a confident person. To be a confident person. In all things. At all times. Which is to say, I want you to think about what it means to be a person of faith, because I think that being a person of faith means to be confident in all things. Uh, confidence means, literally, with faith, or according to faith. Con fides in Latin. Fides is Latin for faith. And so it's like, with, with faith or according to faith. That's what confidence means, simply. Uh, but I love the word confidence because of 
how it's used commonly. I, I think it, it, the way it gets used commonly actually helps me understand better what it should mean uh, technically. Because, because confidence, I don't know, the, the word strikes me a little bit differently than the word faith. You know, if I say, do you have faith? Then, I mean, you know, you're in church, so most of you are going to be like, yes, you know, I have faith. Uh, I value faith or something like that. If I look to you in the eyes and say, are you a confident person? That question might strike you differently, and it might elicit different responses from you. One response it might elicit from you is, oh, it depends. Right? Sometimes I'm confident, sometimes I'm not, which is like saying sometimes I value faith, but sometimes I don't, right? Which is wrong if I say it like that. <laughs> you understand that it's wrong. And these are the sorts of musings that the word confidence helps me to do. And so I find it really useful. I also like the word confidence because I think it, it carries with it wisdom that maybe the word faith doesn't automatically uh, suggest to you. Um, Confidence says faith, but it says faith in a way that doesn't demand certainty or guarantees, right? So if you say, oh, I'm confident it will work out, that's different than saying it must work out. I'm declaring that it's going to work out. It will definitely work out, right? The one, the latter is strident and needs faith and certainty and security. The first one is just confident. You know, it's it's faith, but with humility. It's strength, but with humility. And I kind of like that. Um, <clears throat> one of the questions I get asked all the time, um, as we do a lot of supernatural ministry, I travel around and do you know, conferences about it and stuff like that, and people invariably ask me, well, sometimes when you pray for healing, when you try to minister or say supernatural healing to some sick person, sometimes it doesn't work, right, Jordan? Right. Sometimes it doesn't work. Well, then how do you have faith going into a miracle, right? If sometimes it doesn't work, how do you have faith that it's going to work? It's like, well, I mean, I have confidence that it's going to work. Does that strike you as different? Is that a meaningful thing for me to say to you? Which brings me to what I think is the underappreciated value of the word probably. And, and this is the way I ask that, ask that question. I've been asked that question probably like twice in the last 10 days. Well, how do you have faith if you know it might not work out? Well, I use the word probably, which sounds at first like a cop-out. But, but listen, right? Let's say, you know, Vern is sick today. Are you sick today? Oh, well. Yes, pretend to be sick. That would be helpful. Thank you. Uh, and, you know, and I'm going to try to heal her. And, and she says, but Jordan, do you think it will work? Do you think this miracle will actually happen? And I say, probably. Well, I mean, that's saying something, right? It's like, no, the miracle probably will happen. Well, I mean, that shows a little bit of, well, confidence, doesn't it? Imagine a great athlete, a home run hitter, or a great hitter in baseball stepping up to the plate. Will that hitter sometimes strike out? Yes. Does that hitter play confidently nonetheless? Of course, that's what makes him great. You know, say, are, are you going to hit a home run in the ninth inning when you need it? You can imagine a great ball player saying, probably, right? You know, a cocky ball player might say, 
definitely, it's already happened. It's like, okay, I appreciate that attitude, but I would also just appreciate someone saying, yeah, probably. It's like, that almost hits me harder. It's like, wow, you're a great teammate. You've got it down. Does that make sense? The underappreciated power of the word probably. What's the challenge in your life right now? What's the terrible hard thing going on? What's the great loss? What's the great disappointment? What's the great uncertainty? Now imagine facing it and saying, is it going to work out? Yeah, probably so. This is probably going to be great. Person of faith. I think when it comes right down to it, when the rubber meets the road, that's often what it's like for us. That's often what it's like for us. You know, we don't know the future with certainty. And there are lots of factors. Environmental faith, the fight against disbelief, all of those things that we've talked about over the last seven weeks. But man, confidence, nonetheless, probably, the power of it. That, that's what I want to talk uh, about today. Does the word confidence help you understand the spirit of faith a little bit? So I suggest it to you as a great word. A great word. And when you think about being a, confident, uh, a person of faith, think about being a person of confidence. And maybe that will suggest something to you that will make a, a difference in your life. The passage for today uh, comes from Romans 12. Um, so normally it's a, it's, a, it's a verse about gifting. Like some people have this gift, some people don't, you know. Uh, but it also mentions the word faith a couple times and, and generally how to approach stuff that you're good at and stuff that you're not good at. And it had some wisdom in it that I think has to do with uh, what we're talking about this morning. So I'm going to pick it up, Romans 12, verse 3. This is Paul talking to the Christian church in the city of Rome back when it was just a, a new church. For by the grace given me, I say to every one of you, do not think of yourself more highly than you ought, humble, but rather think of yourself with sober judgment. It's reasonable analysis. In accordance with the measure of faith God has given to you, according to faith. Think of yourself according to faith. Just as each of us has one body with many, many members, and these members do not all have the same function, so in Christ, we who are many form one body, and each member belongs to all the others. This is an analogy Paul likes to use a lot. We have different gifts according to the grace given us. We all are different body parts. If a man's gift is prophesying, let him use it, in proportion to his faith. Some translations will say, in accordance to his faith, or according to his faith. If it is serving, let him serve. If it is teaching, let him teach. If it's encouraging, let him encourage. If it's contributing to the needs of others, let him give generously. If it's leadership, let him govern diligently, consistently. If it is showing mercy, let him do it cheerfully or, or joyfully, all in accordance with faith. Now, you might not immediately get a lot out of that passage, but I've always really loved it uh, because it says something, I think, about how to walk in faith and how to be a person of, of confidence. Basically, in that little passage, Paul tells the Roman Christians uh, two things. He has two points. He says, one, evaluate yourself. You know, do a self-inventory of your own capabilities and your own capacities. Um, Figure out the things that you're not good at 
and the things that you're good at, right? Because the second thing is each of us has different gifts. <clears throat> um, so he says to evaluate your capabilities according to faith. And then he goes on to encourage you to use your capabilities according to faith, right? Now that word according to faith suggests what word? Confidence, good. Some, some of you are following because confidence literally means with faith or according to faith. So go through the passage again, and instead of the word faith, insert the word confidence. Or instead of the phrase according to faith, insert the word confidence. Evaluate yourself confidently. What would that be like? What does it mean to evaluate yourself confidently? Uh, the things that you're good at and the things that maybe you're not so good at. Take a good, sober, frank, honest look at those things, but do it confidently. How else might you do it, if not confidently? Fearfully, anxiously. Oh my gosh, am I good enough at this to succeed? Am I this kind of person or am I that kind of person? Right? Insecurity, and insecurity is definitely the opposite of confidence, right? Right? So how many of you often evaluate yourself, worry about yourself, do self-inventory in a spirit of insecurity? And the rest of you are liars. <laughs> right? Versus how many of you can take stock of yourself and be like, oh, I'm not so good at this. I'm good at this. You know? Uh, I need to grow here. I've done really well here. And you can do that freely because you're confident enough to handle it. So you're not an insecure person trying to cover your weak spots. You're a secure person who just lets it all hang out, you go for it, you do what you're good at freely, uh, you compensate for what you're bad at, or you ask for help, or you ask the stupid question freely. Are you getting the, you getting the spirit of it? That's the sort of thing that Paul is suggesting that people of faith should do. It's like, yeah, you're not gonna be aces at everything, Big deal. Confidence anyway. Um, so here's one thing you know, that means for me. Uh, I suck at conversations. Yeah, you, some of you old veterans are like, yes, you do. Absolutely, I'm congenitally incapable of small talk. Right? Plus, I'm just really introverted. I'm one of those people like, People wear me out. I could love you very, very much, but if I talk to you for too long, I, I just, I get worn out, you know? Uh, if, if some of you went running with five, for five miles with me, you would get worn out. That's no judgment, right? You're just not that good at it. <laughs> right? So uh, what I, I admit that, about myself freely, and also because I want you to lower your expectations. Let's be fair. Let's be fair. I have an agenda here, right? But I've been very free about that because I have to, right? Because I'm in the ministry business and I lead a church of people, which is just, you know, ironic and ridiculous. Um, but because I'm not afraid of it, because I'm confident in that whole area, I've learned to, I've learned to compensate just fine. And and if you have a conversation with me, you know what I'm really good at? You know what I'm really good at? I'm really good at asking questions, right? I'm really good at asking questions that make a difference in your life, 
I, that's not cocky. I, I just am. Somebody ran up to me last week and said, I'm having a hard time. I'm having a hard time. Jordan, ask me a question. But that was fantastic. Right? It's like, like I'm, I'm probably going to ask you a challenging and offensive question. That's great. I just need something. You know, I just need something. Um, so, because I'm good at that. Right? There's, there's confidence in the situation that I'm describing. And it helps me navigate even when I'm weak. All right. Now, uh, what does it mean to use the capabilities that you've got according to faith? What does it mean to use your gifting according to faith? Whether it's prophesying or serving or teaching or supplying people's needs with generosity. Paul goes through a lot of things that you don't normally think of as supernatural gifts. Leadership. What does it mean to use what you're good at according to faith? Confidently, uh, in other words. Well, consider our warm-up exercise. You know, I asked you to imagine something that you're good at, and then I asked you to imagine using it with great confidence. Or I, I asked you to imagine something that you do daily that has a little emotional quality to it, but going through it with great confidence. I mean, what sort of pictures popped into your head? Your responses are going to be different than my responses uh, would be. But just consider the difference that confidence, as opposed to insecurity, hesitancy, whatever, uh, would mean in, in what you do. We have that phrase, anything worth doing is worth doing badly. Yeah, blue water veterans. The typical phrase is anything worth doing is worth doing well. The blue water phrase is anything worth doing is worth doing badly. Because if a thing is worth doing, do it, even if you suck at it. That's the way of Christ. Um, I preach that sermon. Let me suggest a different phrase. Anything worth doing is worth doing confidently. Because you're a person of faith, right? And if you do something confidently, does it come out better or worse? If you do something confidently, do you spread confidence or do you spread fear? If you do something fearfully, do you spread confidence or do you spread fear? In this shutdown, have we done stuff confidently or fearfully? Both on a good day. Yeah. So let's move in a spirit of confidence. Anything that's worth doing, do it. Do it confidently. Uh, I think uh, even if you don't do it well at first, do it confidently. Because, of course, then you'll get better at it. Right? If you practice in fear, then you will perfect fear. If you practice in confidence, then you will perfect confidence and whatever skill you're practicing. Uh, that's how it works. Faith begets faith, and faith moves mountains. Faith makes all things possible. You know, we've been studying that. So, uh, in the end, Paul connects this according, do things according to faith, with other nice adverbs. Uh, generously, he says. If your gift is leadership, govern diligently, he says. Uh, if it's showing mercy, do it cheerfully, he says. And I think what he's doing here is, is characterizing what a confident, faith-filled, confident life is. If you do something confidently, then you should be able to do it cheerfully. Is that true? Like, let's use the most mundane example. Imagine getting out of bed confidently. Would that help you be more cheerful in the morning? Imagine entering your workplace in the morning 
confidently. Will that help you do it cheerfully? All right, imagine entering your workplace diligently, which means, you know, consistently and in a focused way. Right? Would that, would that be helpful? Right? You understand? Imagine coming to church Sunday morning confidently. Imagine doing it, oh, I don't know, cheerfully. Uh, diligently. Not taking every other week off. Generously. Opening up to the people around you. Giving of your spirit. Giving of your energy. And, and lending your faith. How would that be? That's the sort of thing that, that Paul is, is, is talking about. Anyway, you get the idea? The spirit of confidence. The power of it. It's just grounding when it comes to the life of faith. Often, I think, uh, we twist this a little bit and use uh, a spiritualized faith to excuse a lack of confidence in places. Uh, what I mean by that is sometimes, not you, but maybe you know someone, um, who will do spiritual things with great faith, who are really good at at having a lot of faith when it comes to spiritual things. I don't, you know, I don't know. They pray with great faith, or they, they sing worship songs with great faith, or, or you know, they testify with great faith about a struggle uh, in, in their life, um, but sometimes they use it as an excuse to avoid things they're not confident about uh, in, in the sense of, I know, imagine somebody has a great struggle in life, a great struggle in a relationship, or a great struggle with their finances, or a great struggle with a job, or, or some great disappointment uh, that they've had. And you ask them, well, how's it going? And they say, well, Jesus has got it covered. Jesus is in control. Well, how's it going? I just know God has a plan, but how's it going? Uh, and, and they're not doing anything about the challenge, right? They're just... Honoring faith. <laughs> you know what I, I mean? I'm not going to tell any specific stories about this because that would be dishonoring. Um, and of course, I never make the mistake. So, um, You get the feeling that, well, you're, you have the style of faith, but you don't feel very confident to me, right? You feel like maybe you're not navigating this challenge frankly and honestly and directly and diligently and cheerfully and focusedly, if that's a word, concentratedly. <clears throat> and I don't want anybody uh, to handicap themselves that way in here. You know, let's have faith for miracles. Let's have faith in Jesus. Let's believe that God is going to take care of things. And then let's also be confident as we move through those things and our God's hands and feet and voice, right? I want to be confident people in areas where we feel strong and in areas where we might naturally feel weak. Confidence, nonetheless. Uh, I told this story recently, but uh, when I was uh, younger, out of grad school, I had what for me was a very challenging job. I was a business developer for a startup software company, which means I was in charge of generating new business for the company. So there was a lot of strategic 
uh, sort of product development side to it, but there was also just a lot of straight sales to it. And so I would have to like talk to strangers and call people on the phone. To this day, I have a phobia about calling people on the phone. It started when I was a kid. If I give you a phone call, you should feel loved. <laughs> you should feel loved, right? I'm in my 50s. I'm still hung up on it. See what I did there? See what I did? I stayed up all night thinking about that. Thank you. I used to call people on the phone, right, and say, hey, do you want to do you want to buy our software, essentially? And I wasn't a technical guy. My PhD was in political theory for Pete's sake. And I was like, well, I got to make a living. I'm going to be technical. I didn't know what I was talking about. The amount of confidence it took for me just to make a phone call, which sounds stupid, doesn't it? It sounds stupid, but to this day, I recall that experience as one of my great battles of faith, right? And I got, I got good at it, mostly because I asked great questions, <laughs> but I figured out how to do it. There's nothing spiritual about that story, you know? Ended up kind of saving the company, which you've heard me talk about maybe in stories past. Um, sometimes that's what being a person of faith is about. You know, it's picking up the phone and making a phone call that you don't want to make. But doing it confidently. <sighs> Sitting up straight. You know, stepping up to the plate as if I'm going to hit a home run. I might not. But I'm going to do it confidently. You know. Get it? it. Meaningful? Not meaningful. meaningful. It's not like a super exciting sermon. I think it's one of those everyday sorts of sermons. And I hope it makes a difference for you. I want you to take eight seconds of brilliance, and I want you to think about something. Let's do something that you're pretty good at. Not that you've had a lot of success at. That's a different question. Something that you're pretty good at. Maybe it was that thing that you thought about at the beginning. I don't know. But maybe the Holy Spirit put something else at your, on your heart in this moment. Something you're like, this, this could be something for you to do. I think you'd be good at this. What does the Spirit suggest to you? And then I'm going to ask you this question. Do you regularly do what you do and use what you've got with confidence? Because that thing that you thought of should be the easiest thing in the world for you to use regularly, right? Consistently and diligently and powerfully. That should be the easiest thing in the world because you're good at it. Uh, so if that's not going well... <laughs> Um, that should be an indicator. Are you using it consistently? Are you showing up and throwing down consistently, confidently? Same, same, oftentimes. Father God, I pray, uh, whether we are weak people or strong people, wise people or dunderheads, that we would be confident, that we would navigate our strengths and our weaknesses confidently, 
that we would move in the world standing up straight without blinking. Never shirking, but trying. As faith-filled people, which is to say confident people. I pray, Lord, that this would be a week of deliverance in which we would be able to shrug off things that um, dominate us through lack of confidence. We have the right to be confident, though we might not be as able in some ways as the person next to us. We have our gifts. We have our, our means. We have our resources. And we have our faith. I just have a sense that this is a curative word, that some of you have been sick in ways. Like you've been fighting the fight of faith, but, but you've been sort of confident sick, right? That you've allowed a lack of confidence to discolor your life. Maybe it's been a false humility sort of thing. Yes, God is great, but you're not bad. You've got your, you've got your strengths, and the Lord is with you anyway. Be confident. In Jesus' name, amen.